to another episode of Podcast Unchained that's unnumbered because we don't do that anymore. I will be your host today, Gary, as you know me, the guy who hates video games. I'm excited to host again because Ben is a little under the weather, but he's still here because the podcast will fail without him, as we've noticed. Ben, how are you? I am a, I'm a lot better than I was. Yeah? A little less vomiting now, so. Oh my god, you know what I blame it on? <laughs> what do you blame The it? plane. It's because you're on the plane. Yeah, I blame That's the plane. That's why people get sick the most, man. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, it, it, saw... it was like yeah, waiting as well. I mean, on the way to Vegas, um, I had to get a train from 10.30 till 12. And then the connection was at what half one. But I got cancelled with no actual reason. It just said cancelled. Um, so the next um... train was 3 a.m. So I had to wait from 12 till 3. Ugh, you had to sit around for three hours? Yeah. So I oh, snuck man. into a hotel. You snuck into a hotel? <laughs> yeah. But there's a hotel right next to the train station, so I literally opened the door and went in, and then sat in the receptionist. Were they not supposed to let you in the hotel? I don't know, but I was sat in the reception for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, Good thing you had Duncan. Yeah. Keep you occupied for... 30 minutes of wasting stamina. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... No, no, I, I, I saw a diagram one time of how people get sick on a plane. Yeah. And, like, it can start all the way in the back. And because it circulates air, pretty much within an hour, everybody will be infected. Wow. It's terrible. Everybody on the plane. Except the cockpit, because they have their own separate air system. <laughs> See, planes yeah, scare me because I have a nut allergy, so... I'm sat there the entire time going, please don't kill me. <laughs> please don't. Well, they're just going to give you nuts. That's all we got. You can lick the salt off them if you're allergic. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Some people are allergic to salty nuts. This has been proven time oh, and again. God. Well, as you can hear, that's Chris. Chris is back. I am back. He is indeed. Back. How are you all? Yes. Yay. My, my, my salty nuts are indeed back. <laughs> From from a, from a wonderful vacation where uh, where uh, ever everybody I have to confess Ben and I had a uh, a brief love affair in yeah, Vegas. Did. It was nice. It was, Please, it was magical. <laughs> Go into detail about that because we need details. Well, How did you guys meet? What was the first words you said to each other? I what think drinks we did you We we hugged. We we shook hands. We hugged. By, by the way, ladies, gentlemen, everybody. Ben has some of the softest hands I've ever felt in my oh, life. Oh, thank you. He, right? Long, he, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say that when I met him because it sounded oh a little gay, but... <laughs> oh, no. I am not afraid to say it. Ben has, like, super soft hands. I was, I was taken aback. It was, it was glorious. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. We, uh, uh, let's see. Well, the event was at the Rio. Uh, yes. is, is, is it okay if I talk a little about it? Yeah, really briefly. The event was at the Rio, and uh, I, I uh, happened to have planned a vacation down there around the same time. Um, I didn't, I didn't have tickets to get into FanFest, um, but yeah. Ben will tell you all about that later. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I got a chance to meet Ben. We met in the Rio. We hung out. I bought him dinner, and then I took him he back did. to his place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all went. Very it was well. fun. <laughs> so, so, well, you're not going to talk about what happened at his place. <laughs> No, nothing happened. <laughs> no, he left. Oh. It was like you dropped me off. He left. 
Is this one of those that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? <laughs> what, yes, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, my God. Man. The only thing I, re- I, I – my favorite part – one of my favorite parts of Vegas has to be Lee's discount liquor because, oh, my God, he, he is everywhere, and it's like the biggest meme. <laughs> I, I did – I looked on Google. They're like, there's like 30 or 40 Lee discount liquor stores. I did not see a single one. But I did see his sides everywhere, and his sides are glorious. There, there was there was one right right next to uh, a uh, uh, pizza pizzas and frites. Yeah. Oh, I, I would get butchered if I if I mess up the name. But there was a uh, yeah Sev right there on the corner. Yeah, they they were they were around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of them were in strip malls that I saw. Yeah. Down there, I love you, Las Vegas. I really do. It's 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 so glorious. You know when. Down in this, this is what's awesome down in yeah. Vegas, and I will tell you a little bit about this. <coughs> uh, when I when I was stuck in five o'clock gridlock on my way to the Rio on Flamingo Road, um, I saw a, a big box truck that had advertisements on the side, and the advertisements were had a bunch of you know completely naked women with the little black sensor bars over the nipples, and it was girl to your room. And I just thought, holy shit, Vegas truly is a mecca. I, I love it because you can get you can get at this point in Vegas, you can get booze, weed, prostitutes, and food all delivered to your room, your house in Vegas. Via Uber. It, it truly is. <laughs> by Via Uber. It, it's, just, it's, it's absolutely amazing to me, and I fucking love you, Vegas. Don't, don't ever change. You're, you're setting an example for the rest of the world of how to truly live life open and freely, and it's and it's just glorious. So yeah, needless to say, I, I had a blast down there, um, and 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 yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back. I had to. Uh, this was a long week, and I really had to take a break from everything, especially after my trip to Vegas. So uh, yeah, but I am back, and I am fully uh, informed or ill-informed. Either way, I'm ready to talk about bullshit, like yeah. always. Yay. <laughs> so, so out of all that, I only have one question, man. Okay. Do you use some sort of special lotion on your hands to get the softness? <laughs> the lady, the I, I can see why the ladies are just drawn to you all the time. What? Because my small, <laughs> soft hands. Uh, I'm sure everything else is as silky smooth as that. So. Yes. Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> baby. That's what happens. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Ben, you know, ben, that... ben hasn't shown the world the image that he sent us with two. Oh yeah, it's on my Twitter. It's my pro- Twitter profile. Oh, there you go with two lovely ladies and yeah. some creeper dude in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. The sad part was so the the the, uh, the 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 cute ladies. I said I didn't have to pay them. I still it's did. Because but of the hands, like... man. It's because of the hands. <laughs> mhm. That, that's what did, what does it for me. Ben's gentle touch, man. My God. I knew I felt something when I saw Ben for the first time. Now I know what it was. Yep. Cause, cause I See, we can talk about it because I experienced the same thing. It's it's not just you. It's not just me. It's Ben. There is there is a magical thing about his presence. And oh. and I felt honored to uh, to have been able to experience it finally. It was nice to meet you too, Chris. <laughs> you have a... It was fun. Your beard is amazing. Guys- did you guys recognize each other right away? Or did you guys text secretly without me in the conversation? I, <laughs> no, I was, uh, we, we, we were on Slack. But yeah, yeah I, I pretty much recognized uh, Ben as soon as he turned around. He, he, was, uh, he, he was a lot more, how can I put it? The, uh, the radiance from his uh, aura as I approached, I could tell it was him immediately. I'm just yeah. like, Ben! It's the British guy. 
<laughs> the British guy. Hey, I, I, I'm assuming you thought Kratos was standing behind you when you turned around. <laughs> Chris's crazy ass beard over there. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. But Ben, yeah, you were at Fan Fest. Yes, I was in Vegas for yeah. what? What is it? The second time it's in Vegas. Now? Yeah, the second time. The well, the third. I think the it's the third time they've been in Vegas. The second time I've gone. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. I was at the first one with you. Yeah. It was very enjoyable, very fun stuff. Um, I heard the second one was a little more wild. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah. got we got a few cool announcements. Oh yes. We got the the name of the new expansion, Shadowbringers, Shadowbringers. where you play as evil people this yeah. time. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But we also got the Boom Age class coming in, which is what? How? What? What exactly did they say it was? It was it's an independent job. Independent job. So I didn't quite understand it. Explain this to me. What is an independent job compared to the other jobs? Basically, it doesn't fit into the Trinity, and you can't do standard party composition for it. So you can't use duty roulettes. You can't um, join random groups. Yeah, like uh, Palace. So how do you join groups then, as a Boom Age? Uh, you can you can join pre-made parties and then select the dungeons yourself, but you can't just randomly do like a roulette because it's not part of the DPS tank and healer classes. Correct, because it That's learns what... abilities just like Blue Mage does by fighting enemies. Uh, you don't just randomly get them from doing the job quests. So there will be some abilities you do get from the job quests for the actual. So I, I, What's that? I I see a problem with this. Because somebody yeah. like me, um, I haven't played in a long time, obviously, you yeah. know that, all the other stuff going on. But for someone like me who doesn't particularly have any friends in that game outside of you, yeah. Um, if I'm a blue mage, it's going to be almost impossible for me to do any of the raids in the game. Blue mage can't would... do raids. That's even worse. What is the point of the character then? <laughs> Uh, uh, when Blue Mage launches, which actually launches before the expansion, uh, Blue Mage will actually launch in January, and it'll be free for everyone. Uh, it'll be capped at level fifty uh, in four point five. Uh, to unlock Blue Mage, all you have to do is beat the original story, which is you know, a Realm Reborn, and have any job at level fifty. So, it just seems pointless then. Yeah. Like, if you can't do any of the endgame stuff, then what's the point of having a Blue Mage? It's just so people can have stuff, uh, fun, I guess. You've got, you know, mm-hmm. people wanted Blue Mage. It was the only way they could implement it. They even joked, at, yeah, talked about, you know, like, they, you know, if they, let's just say they did let it go to endgame raiding. And you join a group that's doing Savage. And they're like, oh, do you have bad breath? And you're like, no, I haven't learned that ability yet. Then you get, chances are you're going to be kicked from that group and your experience is going to be ruined. Or say you're invited to this group because you're friends and you enter the raid and you use level 5 death and kill everything and then you beat the raid. I don't know. Like to me, the boom age is always a time age. I think they yeah. could have done some time abilities for them. And, and blue mage is always a... about monster abilities. Is it? Yeah. Which one was yeah. the time age then? 
That would be a time age. But they always wore blue, didn't they? They kind of did, but Blue Mage was all about learning, like, uh, Bomb Toss, A Thousand Needles, Trine. Remember enemy skill from 7? No, I remember Final Fantasy V, and yeah. having the Blue Mage gave me time abilities. Huh? Well, Blue Mage normally has monster <laughs> abilities. Well, you're both right, and but in this case, yes, Blue Mage is all about monster abilities and and learn it you, you they get used on you and you learn them yeah um you know final fantasy 6 had gal which was a different take on the blue mage where you would any enemies you fought in the world would then appear in the veld or any enemies yeah. you defeated out in the rest of the world would appear in the veld and then you take gal out there you have him use his ability to uh basically run with the herd and uh, a couple encounters later, you know, you grind there for a little bit, and the gal will come back, and he'll learn all of the abilities that were were from the enemies that he left with, and the ones that he comes back with. Christus also from, uh, from Fantasy Eight also had blue mage spells by using items. Yes, yes, she did. Yeah, so there's always yeah. been some sort of and then, iteration of uh, Fantasy Nine. It was um, Quada would eat the enemies. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Fancy 10, the uh, Ronso abilities from um, Kamari. Yes. Yeah. So, you see, yeah. so it has, they've always been there. Um, and yeah. pretty much everybody has been waiting for them. And from my understanding, we've been waiting for it in uh, Fantasy Online. <laughs> it's just. Uh, uh, Fantasy 11 uh, also had Blue Mage. And it's pretty much the same in 11. Uh, uh. I don't know. I, I think they could have simplified it. I, could, I think they could have just done it where you get random abilities. Well, not <laughs> random. You get specific abilities from specific monsters in the game that you can yeah. use as the boot. That's it. Well, like I, they, to they me, didn't want to do that because the purists. Who cares about the purists? <laughs> uh, we saw how the purists are with other games that came out recently. Yeah. <laughs> purists are indeed the worst. Uh, by the way... I, I, It'll start yeah, with 49 abilities at launch. So. You can equip 24, but just, you can learn 49. Uh, it just it just feels to me like for in an MMO where pretty much yeah. 90% of all the gameplay comes from end game and what you do at the end game, to have a character that can't function at the end game is kind of pointless. They did say that the level cap will increase with patches, but they didn't say when. So, we just know the mm. launch, it'll be level 50. So. Oh, sounds like an April Fool's character to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he does have that amazing pimp cane, so. That pimp cane. Pimp, cane, pimp canes make everything better. Yes. Uh, See? But... By the way, did you know, did you know that the uh, CEO of um, Square Enix is the one who announced the Blue Mage. On accident? No, he came up on stage each, dressed as Blue Mage. Uh, the CEO of Square Enix? Yeah. Apparently wow. he does this every year. Ben, explain this to me down in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, he, he did something. He, he came on stage for the uh, the Japanese fan fest last time. Oh, because he wasn't here last year. No, he wasn't for the... North America. This is yeah. the first time he's done North America. Nice. But yeah, he, he's, like, Yoshi P is like, there's no new jobs to announce. And then the CEO walked in with a blue cape and a, pa a, a, a cane and a cheap mask. He's like, really? Oh no, God. nothing to announce? So the CEO of Square Enix walked in like a pimp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that nothing? Really? Yeah. Nothing? To, new, new job? No new jobs to announce? Yeah, she's like, no, no, no new job. You're like, really? No new job? <laughs> it's like, no, no new job, no new, new job, no new job. The, the, the pimp class, man. The, like, the pimp class is coming into the game. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's like, it's like, okay, then fine, I announced roll trailer. And then they showed the blue mage off. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I should mention Tim is here. Tim! Yay! Ooh. We love you. Speaking of new jobs and pimps. Yes. Yes! Tim is a pimp. I knew he was going to go for that job. No, no, the other way around. I'm, you're the pimp. Oh, good. You, you finally listened. Isn't life easier when you just listen to me? I mean, I guess. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> in the hey. sense that I'm no longer responsible for my decisions. In a way, Tim got Super Saiyan 4... Goku because of me yesterday, so I feel happy about this. Can I get Gogeta, you bitch? (laughs) 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 I swear Uh, my account's just tagged to never give that card. Yes, I pulled another Gogeta. I now have four separate ones plus a rainbow one. Ben gave me the great idea to just rainbow another one and have him (laughs) different. (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's enough joking, though. How are you, Tim? Okay. How about you? It's not the words I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear great, fantastic, joyful. I can lie. No, you can't. I forbid <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's good Good that you're here, man. We were just talking some Final Fantasy fourteen. Chris, you know, spending the night in Ben's room that he doesn't want to talk about what happened. <laughs> I missed all hey, this. I, I don't kiss and tell. Uh, maybe you should start. <laughs> I don't think that would be constituted as kissing, though. No, they also say I've got really soft hands, so... Mm. <laughs> Very soft hands. I felt them. They're delicious. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty. Let's get some news then, shall we? Uh, one second. I just want to talk about the um, the new race announced as well. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, he came on stage, and he would not rush to show the, his back of his shirt uh, until, like, halfway through when he turned around and it's Bugs Bunny. Riding a motorbike. <laughs> nice. So um, they pretty much confirmed Vera. So unless it's a crossover with Looney Tunes, <laughs> that no. Vera race will be <laughs> um, the first. We'll actually see Fran in four point five. So they said that they were yes. planning to have Balfia, but they scrapped him. Why? They said it didn't really fit the storyline that they're going to be doing. So. But his. But it doesn't. Here's the thing: the world of Final Fantasy XIV is the same world that Final Fantasy XII is in. Yeah. Why won't you have Balthier in it? The fact that it's taken him this long to introduce the Vera is kind of a slap in the face. I don't know why. We'll find out with the story. But his outfit will actually be equipment in the raid, so you'll be able to get it for your character. So. Nice. I, I, I get not having the actual characters from other Final Fantasies appear as story characters. Yeah. But it's in the same world. You may as well... Well, it's not the same world. It's an area named after it. It's not you the... can't have the same name. That's good. <laughs> That's not, they're not just going to go in and release freaking Midgar in the game and not have people make the comparison. That's just stupid. Yeah. I'm just can, I, can I play as Omega Weapon, please? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. oh I actually beat him this week, O11S. I'm so happy. 
No, never mind. That fight is such a pain in the ass. Oh. It's Omega Man weapon, dude. What'd you expect? Starbud and Larbud. Oh. oh, I hate that mechanic so much. But you did it. Yes, for, the, for those who don't know, the Viera, is that what they're called? Yeah. Viera. They're the yes. like cat characters from Final Fantasy twelve. Bunny. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Bunnies, yes. Oh my god. Yeah. My bad. I, I make no distinction. I was trying to appease Chris. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Chris. Oh my god, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I can say because we already hey. got cat a cat race anyway, so mm -hmm. I wish I could be a cat. We we have a we have a rat race too. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ah, 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 ah. The Quirrell. Uh, Go on. You're the worst. Alrighty, news time then, yeah? Yay. Alrighty, let's get into the news. Media Molecule posted in their blog that they are still planning to have the Dreams beta at the end of 2018. It is still coming this this year, apparently. Like what they the say by the end? end. I say by the, <laughs> what they mean by the end of 2018 is what they mean is the 31st of December. The end of 2018. <laughs> yeah, like the very, very end. I believe it. 11.59 uh, p.m. at night. It's live. Yeah, I don't know. Currently, Media Molecule is hosting the Twitter poll that will determine what kind of world, uh, I guess, Kareem will build, and the poll will run until Monday. I believe Kareem is the director of the game. Yeah. Yes, he is the director of the game. I guess he'll build one of these four themed worlds, dystopian, alien world, high fantasy, and surrealism, whatever that is. Ooh, surrealism. What is that? Explain it to us, Tim. Uh, it's like hyperbolic reality. Like it, everything's based in reality, but everything's just unnatural and like over enunciated. Like I, I, um, I think, like the screen painted. Yeah, like that. That's a good example. Hmm. Well, he'll be doing that. Uh, they did say the dreams beta date will not be announced on the stream, but. But instead, They're it'll just be announced as released. There's no date. It's just released. Uh, whatever world people choose is going to be the world that people will get to play in in the beta. So, if you're going to be in the beta, make sure you pick the right world because you don't want to be stuck with something you hate. High fantasy. Hey, yes. Whatever gets me stuck in a in a in an MC Escher painting, I'll I'll vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, 2018, we're a little over 30 days left in the year. Um, do you guys really think it's going to happen? Is there going to be a beta for Dreams at the end of this year? Christmas time, I can only assume. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know, I, I mean, Christmas is the worst time for them to do it, though, because... Everybody's going to be playing their new games, man, like Fallout 76. Yeah, one yes. of the best Fallout <laughs> games ever made. Right, game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> 9.5 out of 10, according hey, to the I finally installed Fallout 76. <laughs> I bought it today, Tim. Woo! Yay. We can cross streams now. Come and have fun with us. I'm, yeah. so, much, I'm so excited. But yeah, <laughs> no, not, just, not really because of the bigger games. It's because it, cause it's a beta. There's chances there's going to be bugs. And if you're going to release it around this time of year, when uh, the developers are probably wanting to go on holiday anyway. You know, developers. Mm -hmm. Developers don't go on holiday. We know this. Come on. I mean, they are right. British developers. Chances are they're I mean, 
I want to say this. When I played it during the E3 week, um, that game, I don't see what you can consider a bug in that game because to me, a bug would be just a feature of the creation tool and how you design the world. Like when we played, when I played, along with this other person that played with me, we didn't run into any bugs of what you would consider bugs. It's just a seamless, fun game. The the only difficult thing was obviously getting used to how (coughs) the creation tools and interface works together. Yeah. Um. But like to me, the game just felt done. Like it just felt finished when I played it. Like I couldn't imagine what else they can possibly do to to add or change anything about it. Uh, Apparently, NPCs. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you what I heard. All people fuck. They, they latch yeah. onto one thing and then they just complain, complain, complain about it. Oh, by the way, uh, you remember that Blizzard thing about uh, not having a phone? Uh, they took the no. piss out of that at FanFest as well. Oh my god. Uh, they were talking about the um, law book getting sold out. And Yoshi's like, but why weren't you, got, uh, yeah, why weren't you printing more? And Koji's like, I could only be at the office for so many hours. I can't be there all the time. And he's like, but don't you have a phone? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good they stuff. also made a jab at EverQuest as well. Perfect. Oh, poor EverQuest. Because I was looking forward to that new EverQuest MMO, man. That one of really the new worlds, new areas is like a really high. It's like a forest. And I said, "Oh, but <laughs> if you fall off ours, you don't die." Uh, but yeah, uh, we talked about dreams a little bit last week uh, when we talked about Sony not going to E3 and what they they have left for this year. Uh, dreams still doesn't have a release date, um, which again makes some of us believe that it's going to be a dual release on PS4 and PS5. Um, I don't think it'll be yeah. a dual release, but I feel like there will be an upgrade for PS5. That would have to be. Releasing yeah. Dreams on the PS4 at the end of its life cycle is absolutely disastrous Yeah. for that game. You shouldn't do that. And I don't well, think it'll be an expensive upgrade either. I actually think it'll be like a... I don't think it'll be a full retail release for the PS5. I feel like once the PS4 version comes out in, say, summer next year... So I feel like it's going to be by summer. Maybe... Uh, when the PS5 comes out, maybe for like half the price, you upgrade, and then you get like more, a little, some extra stuff. Kind of like what they did with Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, kind of like what they did. That. No, fourteen was free. Oh yeah, good call, JK. Yeah, JK. <laughs> uh, but yes, the Dreams Beta is still slated to come out uh, in twenty eighteen. Who's excited for it? I know Me. Ben is excited for it. Me. Ben is super excited for it. I am excited for it, but it's one of those games where I don't think I'm going to buy it because it's just too overwhelming for me. I and want to make a fantasy world. There you go. You can make whatever game you want. When we played, we played every type of game almost. We played a first-person shooter. We played a turn-based RPG. We played a platformer. The, you can make whatever the hell type of game you want in Dreams. It's insane. It's probably... The most streamlined creation tool I've ever seen for for users. That's hot. And people are gonna make some crazy stuff. And you look at it; it's very cartoony, but you can make some realistic. Okay, you can make 
like Unreal Engine realistic looking stuff in that did, game. Did you guys see the Dark Souls looking one that uh, yeah. they made? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was that. That's kind of what impressed me. I'm like, okay, okay, now you got my attention. They're <laughs> not... gonna be making some awesome dark looking things and some dangerous, some like that cool yeah, looking did... horse. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. The only thing to the ground. The only thing I see holding it back is the resources of what you can put on screen at once, and how yeah. big you can make your actual environment before you have to transition to a new one. Like we we talked about making a whole on open world game, and they said technically you can, but don't expect to make something like an Elder Scrolls open world game or a GTA open world game because the oh. resources can't handle it. You'll have to make transitions going from one area to another to do it. But you can hide those in a way by having like caves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It, I, I'm I'm guessing they'll have things already handled, like yeah. distance culling and and uh, and like fall off in the different areas you can load. I'm, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that you can do a lot with faking it and like transitions to different areas. Yeah. Like every fucking create. Game creator has Unreal, RPG Maker, all of them. They, you know, you, it's it's not just big one giant big map. And even if you yeah. do, there are ways of faking it. I'm guessing there won't be like super great ways of faking it, but it sounds like they're taking care of it at least to make it uh, user friendly. So that when they say something like that, yes, you you could, but there's a budget, and if you don't, your game will just crash, and and there's there'll just be too much. Like any like any computer handling a game creation a game creating a game does game engine that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> so yeah I, I i am interested to see what people will make but i'm i'm kind of with you gary even even though we like making games it's, i i'm i, I like it's like with a little big planet like you can do some awesome stuff i just didn't want to put the time into learning everything about that engine to make a a, a great product you know so, uh, but I'm looking forward to what other people that have time on their hands can do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, uh, yeah, it is going to have VR compatible yeah. day one. It is going to have co-op up to four people, so four people can actually go in and create stuff together. It's not like you have to take turns. <coughs> I don't think that's oh, a launch like feature. Either. What? That's not a launch feature. Yeah, I don't think it is. They said that it's something they're going to do, but it's not going to be out long. But it is going to come to the game eventually. At this point, it might be out launched, seeing as how long it's taken them since the last I talked to them. So, but yeah, there's it's going to be the ultimate creation tool, from in my opinion, from what I've seen of it. Even awesome. the music tools it's, are incredible. It's the music tools are insane. We literally went and made an entire song together by literally tapping random buttons on the screen <laughs> and on the controller. It was just, and we made a cool song that we used in our game. <laughs> uh righty, moving on from dreams then Shenmue yeah. 3 is coming you guys almost less than a year away Shenmue 3 is something I know Chris and I have wanted for a very very long time indeed <laughs> um, it's finally coming uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 remastered release earlier this year August I believe it was or was it September I think it was August um, so fans can go and enjoy the first two games there have a job in in the simulated world. That's always fun. <laughs> forklift around, <laughs> getting paid, <laughs> minimum wage. Um, but yeah, life. 
Shenmue 3 is less than a year away, and its Kickstarter campaign has finally ended. This is not from the actual Kickstarter. That ended a long time ago, but the additional funds that people could have supplied yeah. to them has, has officially ended, and it closes in at a little over <coughs> $7 million. The nice. Official number is seven million one hundred seventy-nine thousand five hundred and ten dollars, with a grand total of eighty-one thousand eighty-seven separate backers. So a little less than a hundred thousand people back the game. Um, so at least they're gonna get eighty-one thousand, you know, sales. Yeah, you know those people. <laughs> <laughs> they already have eighty-one thousand sales. Uh. It's it's a very impressive, impressive number. We know when Shenmue Three launched its Kickstarter, it broke records instantly. It was funded in less than twelve hours, I think it was. Yeah, it was the, super- the game was funded. Um, and then a lot of people got upset afterwards when they found out that Sony was also funding the game, and yeah. they're like, "Well, why the hell is it on Kickstarter if Sony's funding it?" Um, but hey, you know. This in turn means that it is going to be a PlayStation 4 exclusive, apparently. Yeah. A console exclusive, actually. I believe they are planning a PC release as well. Um, so technically, that is an exclusive game coming uh, to the PS4 in 2019. Um, this, unfortunately, though impressive, did not meet the overall stretch goals that they had planned for Shenmue 3. It no. fell very short. Um, well, not very short. Uh, a little short. Um, yeah. It was enough to meet all the game's numerous stretch goals, certain expansions to various areas like Bayou, Village, and Chaboy. I believe that's pronounced wrong. Hey, um, hey, hey. Skill tree system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah there, so some was, stuff did stuff, fall short. Yeah, you know. stuff up to 11 billion. So. Like, we're not getting yeah, the betting it, games or the Kung Fu Mastery. <laughs> it, it did fall short of setting the record of being the most uh, kickstarted game, video game in history, which uh, currently sits at $8.80 million. I do not know what game that is, but it fell short of that game. But yeah, it is coming. We're not going to get a lot of the things we probably wanted, but this is the life of Kickstarter. But, hey, it's been almost, what, 15 years since Shenmue 2, Chris? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Longer. We we know the pain of waiting to get it in a story that never ended. (laughs) Man, I remember remember it back on Dreamcast, dude. Yeah. Wow. So feel, go back on old. Dreamcast, yeah. The the first Shenmue, <laughs> yeah. Dreamcast was the most expensive game ever made at the time. Um, clearly not anymore, but impressive feats for them back then. Sega Yu Suzuki, who retired from video games for a long time, and now coming back for Shenmue Three. Exciting See, stuff. I, I remember the first time I saw that, and that that it like it was the first game I saw. No, actually. Correction: The first game I saw on Dreamcast, on Dreamcast was Blue Stinger. Not a bad introduction to it. <laughs> you and Blue Stinger, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad introduction to the Dreamcast. But when I saw Shenmue on there, 
holy shit. I was like, wow, this is... I mean, at the time, I was like, now this is the future of video games. You could drive a fucking forklift and then get into a fight with other workers. And just, like... Fighting around <laughs> just, the world. It was great! Yes, it was! It was absolutely fighting around the world. With Shenmue guy. <laughs> No, it was. It, it was. It was. I mean, I mean, if you weren't there for like the Dreamcast release of Shenmue, and you don't understand what's like all the hubbub about it is, it's because you weren't there for the Dreamcast release of Shenmue, and you didn't experience like the cliffhangers and. Oh, it was. It was. It was something magical for the time. I know nostalgia has been a, a kind of a big topic lately, but I, I don't think that Shenmue is a franchise that's necessarily just seen through you know, rose-colored glasses. Like, it, there really is a lot there, and anybody who hasn't experienced it yet, like Gary said, go and check out the uh, 1 and 2 remaster, and then get your get yourself all warmed up and ready for number 3, because it's on the way. <laughs> it's on the way. It's finally on the way, man. Like, oh, it's been so long. The wait has been agonizing. We never thought it would happen, yeah. as I'm sure everybody never thought it would happen. And then that announcement at E3, you can see the reactions on people's faces that... That shook. That shook things. Um, okay, Kingdom Death Monster 1.5 raised one tw- raised 12 million dollars. Oh my god, this is a video game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, Exploding Kittens raised 8.7 million. Okay, that's a card game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh... It's a pretty fun card game, just saying. It is a fun card game. That game, that card game is fun. Tim, you have always been interested in Shenmue. Are you excited for Shenmue 3? Well, yeah, but I have to play through Shenmue 1 and 2 first. Are you going to? Well, yeah. When? It's one of those many... When? (laughs) When? Well, hang on. Let me just whip out my backlog and, you know, pull out one thing and the entire mountain of games just falls onto the floor and I have a mess now. Thanks, Gary. You're welcome. I do. Just randomly reach down and grab one, and that's the one you'll play. Uh, I can't, Gary, because uh, you'd kill me if I didn't finish Silent Hill first. This is true, and then you've got to start on one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I got a lot. It, it's, it's part of my retro journey I'm taking of stuff that I missed when I was young. So it's all there, and now that I can get it in a more accessible form, I'm very excited for that. So um, I don't think you should. I think you should buy a Dreamcast and buy the Dreamcast version and play that. There are alternatives for Dreamcast. <laughs> no, Dreamcast is one of the greatest video game consoles ever made. I have um, one. Anybody says, I have one. There you go. There you go. So just find the game. It's probably only two hundred dollars. Uh, it's it's easy to get. It's easy to get Dreamcast games, Gary. Oh my! Even better. Oh wait, no. Don't even talk about that. I'm gonna punch <laughs> you in the face. Don't even. It's even not what you think. Don't even attempt to mention it. <laughs> now, you gotta mention you think. it. now you got to tell us what. what did you so, guys okay, do? so I, I mentioned emulation one time to Gary, and he won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Gary hates me. It's not even like, a man, way to experience a game. Man, $150 for a game? Why don't you yeah, let Dark me just... emulate it and see how long you last? Okay. The, okay. At PSU, yeah. we do not support piracy. Please purchase your official copy of the game. Yep. <laughs> Fact. That one. Well, it, you know, going back to the, the what we discussed a couple of weeks ago um, about your article about copyright, emula- as you mentioned, emulation is kind of a 
it's the only hope some of these games have going forward to still exist. So, I mean... <laughs> Bill Ben is right. We do not support game theft, and I would not encourage anybody... If you like the game, fucking buy it. Seriously. Or, or at least pay somebody for a subscription service to games. Or find someone like Gary and borrow slash steal all his games. <laughs> this is a fact. Except you'll have to rob Chris instead of me, because he's my bank, so... He's, your, he's my safety deposit box. I'm his, I'm his sugar daddy is what it is. He, he's your bottom bank. People who rob me for my games are going to be very disappointed when they open those games. Are you kidding me? I know half the games you have. Yep. No one will be disappointed if they find your bedroom. No, so that's fine, but, but they, they'll just get empty boxes because the games aren't in there. I have them secretly stashed somewhere else. Even your wrapped ones? Oh my god. Those were the easiest to, those were the easiest to fit. <laughs> People are you guys get, do phrasing? People are going to get weird when they steal my Wii U and then realize um, the controller's unique because you have to use an Ethernet cable to plug into the console. What? Yeah, because it's a, uh, a demo unit. So... What? Unless you plug the Ethernet cable into the Wii U and then plug a Conkex cable in, it won't boot up. And it How shows... did you get your hands on that? <laughs> a girl's got to have her secrets. Aww. I've got some demo unit 3DSs as well. I want this in my life. Um, they're designed to have no battery in them because that way if you try and steal the unit, it just turns itself off. That's hot. Yeah. I want three of them. Where'd you get them? I'm gonna buy them. You have three of them. Sweet. Yeah. A, a, porta a portable gaming console made uh, importable by <laughs> not having a battery pack on purpose yeah. for dis for display purposes only. Yeah. <laughs> it's because that way it's to stop stupid people. Because you steal it and then you think, oh my god, I've got a 3ds. Try and turn it on, and it won't work. And if you charge it and then unplug it, it won't turn on because there's no actual like. The circuit is different. So. so it just needs an Ethernet cable in it? Does it have to be connected to anything? Are you talking about the Wii U? You need to plug the Ethernet cable into the console. Because the console itself and the thing do, do not have Wi-Fi chips. Mm. I want that. Yeah. Really bad. Oh my god. I don't even like the Wii U. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like because it, it's Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh my god, Gary. I know. I said it. I'm right. I know. I'm uh, remember that time? <laughs> Dude, I love the Game Boy Advance. I'm hoping oh to pick god. up my demo unit PS4 soon. So. Do it. Dude, I want your life. Give me your, <laughs> give me your hookups. Okay, I can't tell you where exactly I get them, but... <laughs> yeah. Is there any way that I could just like... Take a trip to Scarborough and then be like, hey, Ben. Hi, Ben. This is completely for other reasons. Let's go get some fish and chips and then pick up games. Uh, I'll talk Sounds about it after actually. the show. Oh, my God. All right, Sounds moving on. Go to Scarborough now. <laughs> we, we mentioned Blizzard uh, a while ago, and we're going to mention him again. Um, news broke from Kotaku, I believe it is. Yes, so this is, comes from Kotaku, and... Uh, interviews with uh, 
present and past employees of Blizzard. By the way, one they... second. Screw Kotaku. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, but I, I missed the media interview at Fan, FanFest this year because of other, you know, the LBR stuff. Um, but uh, there was a, yeah. an hour-long media interview with Yoshi P where they had like a round table of questions. Mm-hmm. Kotaku spent 10 minutes trying to talk about ERP and brothels. Oh my god. Wasting everyone's time for like 10 minutes out of the hour. Wow. Wow. Anyway, sorry. I'll go back to my phone that I have. (laughs) 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 Um, So it's no secret that Blizzard has been working on Diablo 4. They were expecting an announcement at BlizzCon. They didn't get it. They got a mobile game instead Gross. to fan outrage, as always. Fans not getting what they want, so they lash out. But anyways, we do know Diablo 4 is in development. They've confirmed this. They've said it norm- numerous times. They even told people Diablo 4 wasn't going to be at BlizzCon, but people still believed in their mind that it will be. Well, news now broke that it was not there for specific reasons. And because some of those reasons come from the fact that they changed development of what that game was very late. Uh, so, so they started working on Diablo 4 very close to after development of Diablo 3 ended back in 2012. Diablo oh, 3 is an old game. I can't believe how old it is. <laughs> and it's still amazing to play. Just released on the Switch, go buy it because it's amazing on the Switch. Gross. But anyways... Uh, Diablo 4 was codenamed Hades, and it was apparently designed in a very different way. It was designed to be a Souls-like title uh, with a third-person perspective and as punishing and difficult as the Souls franchise would have been. Imagine Uh, if they would have shown that at BlizzCon. I can't even imagine what would have happened if that's what would have been shown. Crying. Um, I think they would have rioted right there. <laughs> they would have, there would have been a riot. Um, so, going off this article, let's see here. I'm sorry, I was trying to swallow and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We'll, work, we'll work on that. You, you just go ahead, continue with your article. Yeah, so in 2016, the perception amongst Blizzard management was that the Project Hades simply wasn't shaping up, which led to the game's cancellation and reallocation of resources. Thus, some of the team were asked to assist with the development of Rise of the Necromancer, which was the character class add-on that was released for Diablo 3. I should also mention that they were planning a second expansion outside of Reaper of Souls that was canceled as well. So they, they can work on Diablo 4 instead. Obviously, things changed around there. While others began working on a new game provisional title, Fenris. Fenris being the current incarnation of Diablo 4, rumored to be making an appearance at this year's BlizzCon. That didn't happen. What's happening now, from what resources are saying, is that according to uh, the people in the know, Fenris aims to recapture the style of the earlier games, particularly Diablo 2, boasting a darker, grittier world absent from the more cartoonish elements of Diablo 3 as a result, and this approach seems to have paid off. People at Blizzard are apparently very high on whatever Project Fenris is. People, of course, are assuming it's Diablo 4, but it's still unknown at this time whether this 
Diablo 4 Project Fenris is still planning to be a third-person over-the-shoulder title like, you know, Dark Souls was, or if they're going to go back to the traditional isometric view of Diablo 1, 2, and 3. But yeah. I, I wouldn't mind a, a different take on Diablo as long as it was still multiplayer. That's kind of the big purpose of it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind. What do you think? Um, I should also mention they are planning whatever Project Fenris is to be a simultaneous release on consoles and PC, which will be a first for the Diablo franchise. Obviously, Diablo always released at least a year earlier on PC and then transferred to consoles after that. Um, I think I would love a third-person Diablo simply for the fact that I love the Diablo world. I think it's brutal. It's visceral. I love the enemy designs. Um, I would love a hack and slash title, but I also know that the the bad things that will come with it, especially through the fan outrage that will happen. Um, I could see them potentially doing something like they did with Darksiders too, where you know it was over the shoulder. It was a action combat system with the same loot gear and all that. But I don't. I think making it a Souls-like game would be a mistake because that's not really Diablo style. Diablo, you're always bombarded with you know dozens and dozens of enemies at a time, and I just don't see fighting one enemy at a time is something that I would potentially be excited to do in, in Diablo, unless it was a spinoff. I don't think a core title should be that. Personally. What about you? Tim, you tell us. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything really Soulsy is always up my alley, really. And I feel like that's a good environment for it just because, you know, it follows similar like creature guidelines and things like that. I think it would work well. And Blizzard is always very good at making games uh, um, in terms of gameplay engaging, even if they might be shallow everywhere else. Like, they make really good gameplay experience uh, so i feel like that would work really well in their favor like they, they would even give i think things like code vein a run for its money money um probably a good run in fact um but since it's going in the direction of like diablo 2 i'm i'm more i think i'm more excited about that just because i didn't get a lot of time with diablo 2 and i've heard mountains and mountains and mountains of praise for how that game was formatted and delivered, so I've always been curious in getting into it. Um, so that, like, there are payoffs for both sides, but ultimately, I think this is more true to their brand, and I think it works out better. Plus, less griping, probably. Yeah, like I said, I mean, like I said, they they they're going back to the style of two, but again, it's not confirmed whether the camera angle is going to be isometric or if it's going to be something mm. completely different. Um. Yeah, no, Diablo 2 was great. I love Diablo 2. I love Diablo 3. The only one I didn't like too much was Diablo 1, and that's because yep. you just went down the hole the entire time with the same environment <laughs> over and over. <laughs> that yep. just changed colors. <laughs> 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 but, hey, it was an old game. They're limited to stuff they can do, so it was still groundbreaking at the time. 
But Ben, you are a huge fan of Diablo. Well, what what, what? is your take on? I'm not. What do you mean you love Diablo three? I love Diablo three, <laughs> but okay. I never played the first two, and from what I heard, they're a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to. It. I hope it's not Dark Soulsy. That's that doesn't sound fun to me. Oh, so yeah. I I I hope they announced Diablo Four, but I hope they don't screw it up. And I'm worried about that. Also, don't include loot boxes. Don't include loot boxes. The also, seasonal. You know they will. You know they will. Also, Overwatch no seasonal loot boxes. <laughs> Uh, also, no real money auction house again. Remember, you screwed that up the last time. They screwed that up big time. That's why it didn't. They they removed it completely. Yeah. It, it was one of the benefits of releasing on PC before console is yeah. they saw what was working, what wasn't, and they completely got rid of it. And we got a phenomenal port to consoles of Diablo three because of that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if doing the simultaneous release is particularly good, especially with the PC Master Race fanboys just going insane if anything comes to console that they deem belongs to them. Um, yeah, that, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Fandoms are just the fucking worst, aren't they? <laughs> they if, really if, are. It's just if you're co- at this everything. point, if you're a company, it, it, you, go, you have to actually go back to old school. How can I put it? Old school thought process of like a uh, as as like business owners. The customer is always right. And that means that if they want something, you give it to them. But don't give them exactly what they like. You got to make it your own and make it something that you would enjoy playing. But you that's how you give the fans what they want. At least my my opinion, my limited business experience. Um, I just and 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 and, 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 and to, to your point in, in doing all this, like I absolutely love Diablo two. I actually played that before I played the first one. Didn't play the first one much longer. Because <laughs> <laughs> Diablo 2 was just such a huge, huge improvement over, over everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you had more locales. I mean, I mean, God, I'll never forget, like, the desert level in Diablo. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of a fucking desert. Like, wow, this is refreshing. Don't um, forget the PvP. Yep. Necromancer. Yep, the Necromancer was unbeatable in PvP. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, even... And then, and then we had the expansion with the druid and the assassin, which was fucking awesome. Um, Di- Diablo two also did. S- it was my first introduction to it. Uh, the the concept of permadeath and Diablo two. They they had that you would create. You know, you could create a character, and he would be. You could just basically. I forget what it was, but you checked the box uh, if you wanted him to be, have like permadeath and yeah, you go in and you do the best you can and then you die. That character's dead. You have to start a new one. And that was my, like my first introduction into anything remotely like a, a roguelike, which is, which before that term was even coined was there. Um, so no Diablo two holds a special place in my heart for sure. Even as a PC game. Also customers are never right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not when they're in your score, store bitching at you because they want free shit. Then you can kick them in the teeth and tell them to get the fuck out. Um, no, it's, it, well, at least you should be able. Don't know what they really want. See, that's my point about fandoms: is is they think they know, but but they don't. If if you're a company and you give them what they want, they're they're gonna like, oh, it's not like Gary. You're saying it's they're gonna they're gonna fucking the, the PC purists are gonna fucking freak out if it if it in any way goes away from what their pure image of Diablo 
should be. I, I still remember when people freaked out about how colorful uh, Diablo, the uh, Diablo 3 trailer looked. Um, oh, yeah. When they introduced us to the witch doctor and everything was all colorful and chill. And people flipped. Oh, this isn't dark and grim and dungeony like Diablo. Blizzard's been taking their success with World of Warcraft, and now they're trying to shine their light on us. We want it to be dark and dingy and dirty. And it still was when it, were, when it released. It just had a wider color palette because technology improved and you could make things look more like how they're fucking supposed to. Oh, Holy just, shit, I'm colors? So... You crazy... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so tired of people bitching about shit when they have no room to, myself included. I need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we just say this. We all get upset yeah. about things that we love changing. Like that—that's literally what it is. Like I remember—I don't remember what game it was, but I got super upset. Oh, what? Here we go. Let's talk about games that just add multiplayer. Every time we find out our <laughs> single-player games are getting a multiplayer feature, we freak out because we believe that they're changing resources. They're moving resources to multiplayer, so the single-player is going to suffer. So we freak out. We don't want multiplayer. And it was Uncharted Two had oh, multiplayer. Yeah. Yep. And, and we all flipped out. I freaked out. I was like, I don't need no multiplayer in my fucking Uncharted. It's going to ruin the story. They're not gonna, it's not going to be as good. And ended up being one of the best video games of the generation. Um, in fact, yeah, the so it, multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer was really fun. <laughs> yeah, and the single player didn't suffer at all. Like It's, it's just one of those things where we hate to see the, the things we love change. And unfortunately, things have to change for companies to succeed. And I'm not saying Blizzard is striving for money or starving for money and they need this. I just feel like this is more of an Activision thing. And Activision is probably the one who's kind of pushing them to do the mobile Diablo. Because it's a quick cash cow and it's going to make a shit ton a shit ton of money. A stupid amount of money for them, even as people hate it it's going to be wildly successful. And there's nothing anybody can really do about it because that Diablo is not catered to the hardcore fan base. It's not. It's catered to the casual player who just wants to play five minutes on their phone of Diablo and call it a day. And clearly, uh, in Asian territory, it's going to do incredibly well in Asian territories. Also, remember the fact that this game isn't even being made by the same people. It's made by a completely different company. So it's not even going to be interrupting your your special Diablo 4. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they're not working on Diablo 4 so that they can do this game instead. It, it's a different team. Diablo 4 is still in development, probably with the same people who've been working on it since it started. So it's not like they're moving people around to work on this game first. Sure. You're still going to get your Diablo 4, and... It's just kind of sad that this is the state of it. Ed, actually, my friend Ed, yesterday told me he came and visited me at work. Not yesterday, the day before. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and we were talking about Fallout 76 and the reception that's getting. And he pretty much said from an interview that he read a while about the creator of the Pokemon games. And I guess the creator of Pokemon games pretty much said that if we listened to what the fans wanted us to do, we would have probably the absolute worst video game ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I 100% agree with him. Because, yeah, sometimes listening to your fans is, is a good thing. You see what they want, what they don't want. But when you 
specifically make a game that they want, it's A, never going to change. It's going to be the exact same game over and over and over again. And it's probably going to turn into crap. Yep. And sometimes you just got to go with your better judgment. You have to move with the times. You can't just stay stuck in the past. That's what hurts games. That's what caused core entertainment to go under. The original creators of Tomb Raider. They tried to stick to what Tomb Raider was, and we got Angel of Dark. Mm-hmm. As they went under. <laughs> um, you just got to move. You got to move forward. You got to see what's working at the time and what isn't. Assassin's Creed is a perfect example. The old formula wasn't working anymore. What did they do? They changed it. They made it more of an RPG. They kept a lot of the elements the same. The climbing is still there. You know, a lot of the core Assassin's Creed elements are there. But obviously, introducing a lot of the RPG elements tremendously helped that franchise. Tim, you can even talk about because you've you finished Odyssey. Oh my god! And you even finished Origins. How big of an improvement was it? Like they still kept a lot of the same things, but they improved it to make it more like what people would enjoy today. In my opinion. oh yeah, oh yeah, they did, and uh, I can definitely attest to how changes uh, are in its favor and it's not always the first step that is the you know like the 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 pinnacle of that change and i think assassin's creed is a good way to go with this conversation because uh for me at least origins was an interesting concept and i finished it but i wasn't taken by like the environment was still really cool and the environment in the, the the circumstances were cool I just wasn't as taken. Like it, 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 it still had a lot of growing pains with this new direction, but it hit, it hit a stride, a fast one, like a, a bolt speed stride with um, Odyssey. But it, it took everything that it did wrong, ironed it out or eliminated it for Odyssey. And Odyssey is a great step in the direction for that franchise uh, while still keeping enough the same to still be an Assassin's Creed game. And it, change is not bad, and you know it. It really just depends on how it's handled, and I think Ubisoft handled it really well. Yeah, and I've played a little bit of Odyssey, and I absolutely love it. I can't wait to go back to it after I'm done with my current review. That I'm straight up going back into. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you have to move. You got to go with what I guess the trend is, and what people really want to play these days. And sometimes you just have to deal with that. Sometimes your franchises that you love are not, you remember them to be. Unfortunately, right. so, can, can I just mention the, you're, you're you're touching on it, and I just want to like come straight out and be blunt about it. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to accept change in order to better yourself. That's what it is. And this, this it's is from Konami. Well, yeah, <laughs> God. No, but, but I mean, I'm and, and in life too. I mean, on, everybody talks about bettering themselves, bettering themselves, but they're afraid of change. And what is change? But if you're going to try and better yourself to be better, you have to change. That that's the entire point. If something's not working out, you have to change. Developers have to change and evolve with the growing world, just like everybody else, just like all of us. Don't be afraid of change, people. Embrace it. Voice your concerns. And the smart companies will listen and de- deliver a better product. The stupid ones will, well, you, you've seen what Konami does, so that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the perfect example here is Call of Duty. 
every year we say Call of Duty is dead. Every year it's going under all this crap. And then here comes Black Ops 4. They get rid of the campaign completely. Multiplayer only. And it's outselling Red Dead Redemption 2. Who would have thought? Because apparently the blackout mode that everybody was like, yeah, including the... me, I have doubts about it. I don't, but I've mm-hmm. watched my I've watched my son playing it, and it's I gotta say, they nailed it. There, it's a fun game to play, <laughs> at least from what I've seen. And like you said, the sales are kind of backing it up. Like they took a chance, they jumped in on the battle royale train, and it's working. They changed. Yeah, yeah so, everybody just keeps saying, oh, it's dead, is it? And it's, it's clear that at this point, and I see it now with everything, and I can pretty much guarantee it that this is how it's going to go for a very long time, is that it's always the minority. It's always the people who want things to stay the same, who want Modern Warfare 2. They want every game in Call of Duty to be like Modern Warfare 2, and it's not going to. Like, I love Titanfall 2. Yes, you know I love Titanfall two. I am not expecting Titanfall three to be as good as Titanfall two. That's just my expectation. I hope it is. I hope it's as good, if not even better. But now that they're owned by EA, I feel like it's going to hurt them. I still think that's so weird. So weird that you like all of these companies that are now like have switched, you know, from Activision to EA, back to Activision, or from EA and blah blah blah. I just. What you you escape that only to go back to it with a different company? Is are they really offering you a better deal, or are we going to get the exact? Are you going to be as a company treated the exact same way that you were treated before, but this time by a different company? I don't know. I just wanted to interject that. I think it's weird, but um, have have a little have a little faith and let the companies know and stick with. Oh, the I, I do have faith. I'm still I'm excited for Titanfall three. Damn. <laughs> I'm excited because I love to. I didn't care for the first one. You know I didn't care for the first one. Oh, yeah. None of us did. Um, <laughs> two was phenomenal. Yeah. And I am excited for three because they clearly changed things around. Um, but you just never know. You got to know that things might change. They might add loot boxes. They might add this and this. It might be more like Battlefront 2 this time where they just poop on you until you go play 190 hours of the game to a character. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, if if you're if you're in uh, Belgium, you no longer have to worry about uh, those evil loot boxes. Yeah, or that's even, or, those, or those even games. games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those games are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor Dokken players in Belgium. Oh, By the way, I... um, UK's looking into um, banning loot boxes as well. And Ben, maybe they should learn. How to fix the the Brexit issue before they ban loot boxes? <laughs> I think there's a more uh, trying issue to hand here. <laughs> I, I think I think we need to worry about our own issues here first yeah. before we go telling Bre- <laughs> the UK how to solve their Brexit issue. We've no, we've, that, we've, I, we've got a little problem here right now that still needs some solving. A little? <laughs> <laughs> just a titch. Just a wee one. Well, we I mean, just need a little in nudge sense. in the back. Just a little <laughs> nudge in the back to help us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But yes, Diablo 4 is coming, so stop crying. It's going to come. I know it's been a very long time. I can understand being antsy for since 2012, but hey, we've been waiting for Shenmue 3 a lot longer than you've been waiting for Diablo 4, so kiss my ass. 
<laughs> and people waiting for Half Five Episode Three are gonna wait for the rest of their life because that shit's not coming. So, <laughs> feel bad even more for those people because they got one of the worst cliffhangers that's never gonna get an answer. <laughs> Poor bastards. Oh man. The answer is whatever your imagination makes it to be. Imagination. That's the, that's the worst ending in anything. I hate movies. I hate books. I hate any medium that has an ending like that. And like, oh, well, it's up to your interpretation. It's like, no, it's not. It's your story. You give me the goddamn answer. <laughs> no, this is my story. It'll end how I want it. Ah. You hear that? He hated books. I never said I hate books. I hate books that end like that. Any medium that ends that way can eat my boogers. <laughs> but anyways, Diablo 4 is coming. Let's get to what we've been playing. Chris, what you been playing? Um, I've been playing Fallout 76 for about an hour. Don't talk That's to me nice. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm no, just no, really. Kidding. I, have, I haven't been able to get to much else lately. Um, but I, I finally have been able to get to Fallout, a little Fallout 76 today, and I, 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 I don't even want to get into like everybody, fucking, what they what all the negative shit people are saying about it. I just, I don't have the strength to, right now. I'm enjoying it, and if you're a person that's enjoying it, cool, enjoy it. <laughs> if you hate it, well, then I guess hate it and shut the fuck up about it to the rest of us that enjoy it. Hey, so in the six months that you haven't talked to us, you've only played that part. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes, essentially. That's pretty... In six months, really? <laughs> it's been God. 75 years. It's been <laughs> one, week. one week since you looked at me. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate all of you. I hate all of you so much. Uh, yeah. What have you been playing, Gary? Oh man, what have I been playing? Is it my turn? Okay, we'll get to my turn. Skin flute. My skin flute. He played a skin flute. <laughs> skin flute. I hate you. Um, well, oh, outside man. of uh, having Tim abandon me in Fallout 76 to go explore him. Oh my god, wow, bring up bullshit. I heard no denial there. <laughs> <laughs> you still bringing up old shit, whatever, man. Um, get over it, dude. Shit. <laughs> You oh live. I didn't live. I died and I had to reload the game. Uh, you lived half the time. You're more capable than you think you are. Oh, okay. Okay. Come on, man. Um, I believe in you. Yes, T Tim and I have had a blast in Fallout 76. Um, Watching Gary die. Yeah, we can't wait to play with you guys so you guys can abandon me too. Mm. I love being abandoned. You, this is you are, Gary, you already know I will. Based on my history... <laughs> Oh, yes, I know you there, will. If there's a shiny, I will run over and pick up the shiny before I help you deal the final blow. Just hold so on, you guys hold know, hold don't don't survive an apocalypse with Chris on your side. Because <laughs> you'll be dead very quickly. <laughs> I, I'm a healer, and I run in like a tank. If there's treasure nearby, I will stop what I'm doing to pick up the treasure and then resume fighting. That is all, all of this is a fact. Tim just, Chris, Chris just always runs in and MMOs as the healer, like into the fray in the battle before anybody's even ready. He's like, let's do this. Bam, Chris goes down in one hit. <laughs> uh, I can imagine it now. I can, I can imagine it now. Well, Chris, do it! <laughs> Oh, so many uh, good times, man. Good times. Yes. 
God damn it. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, outside of that, I have been playing a game that releases this week. Darksiders 3 is back. Darksiders mm. franchise is back. Oh, I've been waiting six six years. It's been six years since Darksiders 2 came out. Six years since visual games went under along with THQ. Um, but it's back. Darksiders franchise is back. I I very much enjoy Darksiders 3. Tim has also been playing it with me through all the anger and rage and arguments we've had. Um, I think we've come to the same conclusion on the score. <laughs> This is what I like about this is what I like about talking with you, Gary. We can be angry, you can be happy, but we always like come out come out at the end. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I that Even though you spend a lot of time, you're like, man, it's always with the anger. You always hate everything I like. Well, well, well. Oh uh, well, that is fine. <laughs> We're not going to get into that right now. So, so, so okay, <laughs> tell tell me this, Gary, because I, uh, so you introduced me to Darksiders, and actually, it was a toss up between Bayonetta and Darksiders. You went with Darksiders, I went with Bayonetta. Um, I came around to Darksiders, and I absolutely fucking love them both. Um, and then again, when Darksiders 2 came out, you you more or less like, hey, Darksiders 2 is out, you gotta play it. I'm like, yes. And you, you allowed me to borrow your copy of that and play it. And again, thank you. Um, so now I'm looking forward to, like you, Darksiders 3. Has it lived up to your expectations? What, what my expectations are of what I want in a Darksiders sequel in a game. Like I really, I'm really curious. I'm looking forward to your review. Uh, but tell me a little about it. What's uh, what? How you guys? How are you and Tim feeling? I want, I want to hear this. So as far as expectations, expectations go, it has blown past my expectations. Yay! My, ex- my expectations were low because it wasn't Vigil Games working on the game. It's Gunfire Games, even though it's composed of some of the same team members from Vigil. It's the direction wasn't there. Obviously, the original directors are working at, I believe, Airship Syndicate now, um, who released Battle Chasers Night War recently, um, which was also awesome. Yes, which was a great game. So my expectations, like I was excited that we're getting a new one, but my expectations weren't. Holy shit! Finally, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be the greatest game. Like, they were mediocre at best. Like, I was super excited for the game, but I wasn't expecting it to be probably as good as it ended up being for what it was um, or for what it is. Um, so, yeah, you play as Fury, who is the sister of the three horsemen brothers, uh, Death, Fury, War, and Strife. And she's easily my favorite of the uh, of the three characters we've got to play with so far. Strife is the only one we haven't played with, who's the gun wielder uh, of the group. Um, she's easily the most entertaining one. Um, she's super sassy. She's arrogant as hell, and she just feels like she's the greatest thing in the world. Mm. <laughs> yes. And I love her attitude. And I know Tim loves her attitude too, especially with a lot of the lines of dialogue she has. Um, she's just a really cool character in general. Uh, the story this time, uh, like uh, Darksiders 2, takes place during the events of Darksiders 1, uh, but also before War goes back to Earth. So War is still imprisoned by the Chart Council as they are pretty much passing judgment on him and trying to figure out why he started the apocalypse. Um, they summon Fury 
because the seven deadly sins have escaped and somebody has released them and they pretty much demand that Fury go and pretty much recapture them and imprison them back up. They're on Earth. Uh, obviously, Earth is ravaged by the war the angels and demons because the apocalypse has begun. And you get a watcher, much like War did in the first game, who was played by Mark Hamill. Um, you get a female watcher this time who is more... She's less controlling than the watcher in the first one. She's more submissive to Fury. Um, and it also helps in Fury's attitude because she's she she talks down to the watcher a lot and the watcher's like, oh yes, my lady, I'm sorry. She's like afraid of her. And it, it, it's it's created a lot of cool lines of dialogue. But it takes place while War is still in prison and Fury doesn't really care why War is in prison. She doesn't care about anybody but her. And, and her request to the Chard Council is it once she f- imprisons all the seven deadly sins that she be made the leader of the four horsemen and her official title would be the best of the four. And she, she's going to be their leader. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Such arrogance. <laughs> yeah. She, that, that's essentially her demands to the Chard Council. Um, and obviously a lot of things happen and she grows a lot as a character as, as you play through, through the story. She starts to, to see things aren't really what they're supposed to be. And there, there, there's obviously a conspiracy happening as to what happened with the apocalypse. Uh, obviously, from you and I, we played 1 and 2, and particularly 1. I don't really want to talk too much about 2 because Tim hasn't played it. But we know that... Yeah, thank you. Yes, we know in the first game that war was set up who set him up? We find out it was essentially uh, the angels, but the, the, the leader of the angel, I forget his name, um, is also a demon at the same time. He, he charades himself as a demon. So he's kind of playing both sides, and he essentially forced War to start the apocalypse because he wanted to wipe out humanity. Um, and we saw what happened in the final battle, and we know that, you know... War finally breaks the final seal, which essentially summons the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And in this version of, you know, the story of the Four Horsemen, they're not necessarily there to destroy. They're there to keep the balance. Um, Their whole purpose is, like, everybody's afraid of the Four Horsemen. Demons, angels, everybody. Because they are controlled by the Charred Council who is also the keepers of the balance. They control, they make sure that not one side is dominating the other one. And they're supposed to be kind of protecting humanity at the same time. So, yeah, so she's, she heads off to, to capture the seven deadly sins. And I personally think the story is, is actually pretty good, especially when you get the small hints of what the conspiracy is and what's really going on. And obviously watching her character develop is incredibly satisfying actually. Um, but as far as everything else goes, like the combat plays more like the first game now. Uh, so the loot system from the second game is not here. Um, and it's more, it, it's, it's more downscaled than the first game as well. Like Fury has her cool, uh, chain whip sword, uh, mm-hmm. 
like Ivy does from Soul Calibur. Yeah. And it's actually pretty fun to use, but she also gets these other weapons called the Hollow Weapons. And I, I'm not going to spoil any of them except like the earlier one that you get, which is like these twin... They look like rocks on like a round chain, <laughs> like a keychain. <laughs> but she wields them like two twin daggers. Um, and these other abilities are cool because not only do they obviously give you a new weapon to use, but they also add an ability of something that she can do. So like the fire one allows her to engulf herself in flame and like propel her up into the sky like a rocket. So you can get to really high ledges. Um, and what's cool is that every time you change your weapons, her hair color changes with it. And a lot of it looks super sexy. Nice. <laughs> uh, one of, one of the coolest things is her hair, and I'm just in awe at her at her hair all the time. Um, and it just looks really cool. And you can change between these weapons on the fly, which is really cool. Um, and you can obviously combine attacks with them however you want. And yeah, it has a different type of upgrade system now, uh, which is done by uh, socketing enchantments to your weapons. So, like, God you'll get an... God of War style? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, God of War style. You, you socket something, it gives you, like, a bonus, like, you know, a better chance of it at evading an attack. percent, Or, mm. you know, physical damage increased by, you know, 2.5%. And you can level those up. And the way it works is, like, there's two sets. Uh, like, you, you get the... the when you get to the leveling up screen, well, not the leveling, yeah, the upgrading of the sockets, um, you get to choose which path you want to take. So you can take the top path, which will increase one stat of the socket, or you can take the bottom path, which will increase a different stat of the socket. But once you pick one path, you can't pick the top one anymore if you choose the bottom. So you're stuck to the path you choose. That's um, usually a bad thing, though, right? Yeah, up until you get... Once you get the final socket, then it unlocks all of it. So essentially, it works in a way like you have to pick what you, want, what you think you want to do now rather than, oh, I'm going to you know get this and this. Because what I've learned is that you can't actually upgrade everything in the game. You literally can't. I've tried it. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't say you can't. I'll say it's going to take you an incredibly long time and a lot of so. But well, you still get everything. It's just you have to pick and choose what you want at that particular moment. And there aren't too many, too many uh, enhancements that you can get, but there are a lot of hidden ones. Uh, some of them are kind of hard to find. Some of them are really good. Some of them are just kind of okay, so you're kind of just picking and choosing which ones you want to equip to which weapon as well. Um, but yeah, uh, it's got that Metroidvania-style exploration, which is incredibly satisfying. You'll see paths that you can't access until very, very late into the game when you get a specific ability. Um, exploration is a, is a blast, I think. Um, I think Tim kind of is enjoying it as well now, are Tim? Oh yeah, it took me a little while to uh, kind of come around to it, but that probably has something to do with the fact that I started on apocalyptic difficulty. But... <laughs> yes, Tim started on the hardest difficulty, so he hated everything. Yeah, but... not everything. I like the <laughs> dude. I I'm, 
I praised a lot of things, but I also complained about a lot of things. So eat my boogers. Uh, that's true. But what hurts it the most when it comes to exploration is the lack of a map. And there is oh no map God. in the game, and it absolutely murders me to my core to try and remember every area that I saw something that I couldn't access. And it happened yesterday, in particular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spent probably two hours trying to find a way into this room that I could see, but I just don't know how to get inside it. And I spent two hours trying to figure out how to get in there. But I did it. I finally figured it out. And I was happy, and then the game crashed right as I found a way in. And then I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then I I had to remember how I got there. (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) The rage was real, man. Um, but yeah, like there's still a lot of cool things in it. Uh, you still get to explore a lot of cool environments. Uh, there's the the ugly, terrible sewer subway area that you would expect. Um, there's nice cityscapes that you can explore. There's a cool um dock area that's just flooded with poisonous water and shit like that. Um, some really cool places to visit. Uh, the enemy designs once again is really good. I really enjoy the enemy designs. The bosses, I think, are have very great design to them as well. The Seven Sins look really cool. Uh, their personality is perfectly designed to mimic their what their sin is as well, which is really cool. Um, is, 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 the, is the Sin of Wrath a little blonde guy that counters all your attacks back at you? You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> can, can the Sin of Greed die, or does he just keep coming back to life? I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> any particular similarities here to something else. <laughs> no, no, they aren't, they aren't there. Though I believe it was Greed that gave Tim the hardest time in the game. <laughs> Yeah, Greed was fun. He threw bathtubs at, at, at Tim, and he didn't like it very much. <laughs> Dude, no, the bathtubs were fine. Whenever he was using a weapon, I was fine. But whenever he does his stupid ass drop on me, his hit the, the impact radius or something or the timing of it is just so hard to nail down. Because I feel like I, I, I tried so many times to try to dodge it properly. Like I tried to dodge earlier. I tried to dodge as he impacted. I tried to dodge late somehow for some reason. And it just wouldn't work. I always took damage from it. But when it came to him using like you know a big bull skull or a refrigerator or a bathtub, I could time it perfectly every single time. Every single time. And I don't get it. That's what my biggest frustration was with that fight, because everything else was manageable or my mistake. I could not figure out when his ass impacted the ground. Is this when you were talking about like hit like how enemies would lock onto you and change direction midair? Nope, that was with um who was that? Not uh, the one before. No, Avarice was the one that I was complaining about, Gary. Um, I think Greed is the one that had the locking midair thing. Yeah, Everest was great. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I think you're thinking of a regular enemy. Those ones that jump in the air to do like a slash attack in the subway system. It, I, anyways, I don't know which enemy you're talking about. Me, but... <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, no, it's... If you're... 
if you're looking forward to Darksiders 3, continue to look forward to it because it is a good game for the franchise. And it, it, it does bring a lot of hope that the franchise is alive and well. I hope it sells well enough for them to do a fourth game uh, to give us, you know, the, the, the final story of the fourth horseman, the Strife, who I've been very curious about for a very long time because he just looks really cool from all the concept art we've seen. Um, he's got the two dual pistols, um, which is really cool. I want to, you know, go Devil May Cry in this game, finally. Uh, <laughs> you mean DMC, uh, right? Oh, yeah, 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 DMC. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I hope this one, this one does, does well enough for them to, to see that the franchise is still wild. The franchise has never been, like, you know, the greatest seller ever. And throughout the years, it's been a very eight, eight and a half type of a game uh, for pretty much all of them. And it's not really changing much here. I, I did say earlier that I feel like this game feels and plays more like it should have been the first game because it feels more like a mechanics-wise, a lot of stuff is missing that was done in the first game. I'm not even going to talk about all the, the stuff they did in the second game because loot system and the open world exploration in that game, two just did a lot of crazy shit. Uh, because still this enjoyable. One, still yeah. enjoyable. Two was its oh, own yeah. beast, and I still really liked it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, and but but it, it's definitely more like the first game. So if you love the first game, you didn't really much like the second game, you'll probably get more enjoyment out of 3. It does play more like Darksiders 1, where it doesn't have that loot system. You still collect souls, you, you visit Voldrum, change those souls to level up your character, which will give you attribute points. Or you can use those souls to buy items, and like healing shards... Wrath shards, which will increase your, you know, transformation ability uh, that Fury has. There's just a lot of stuff. I, that... I'm so happy that you just confirmed that Bulgrim's back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it takes place while war is still captured. So there's a lot of interesting surprises you'll get in this. Um, I don't know if I should mention one of them. Like, it happens early on, so I don't think it'll be a big problem. Yeah, I'll leave it for you guys. But uh, uh, they've already confirmed that Ulthane is in the game, so I can't say that because he's been in the trailer. So he, he is there. He is the guy who upgrades your, your skills and your, your yes. and your weapons. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff to find. There's a lot of crafting materials you have to collect in order to upgrade your weapons. Um, it has a very Souls-like demeanor in a way where you collect those, like, shards. You know how in Souls you find, like, a cluster of souls mm -hmm. from a dead body and you can break it and you get, like, a thousand souls or something? Yeah, you find a crap ton of those in this game and you can break those to get a whole bunch of souls to, to, to give to Volgrim to level up by crafting materials from. Or, and, uh, what's the other thing? Shit. Oh, uh, when you die is interesting because when you die, you lose all the souls you had collected. So then you have to go back to where you died and there's like a flying ghost thing. You got to hit it and you get all your souls back. Um, what, what's different the, between Dark Souls and this though is that even if you die before you get to your souls, they're still going to be there. Um, the only time you lose them is if you decide to buy something from Volgrim before you collect your soul. Then it, I believe, disappears from what I've noticed. Hmm. But yeah, if you still want those 30,000 souls you got, then 
you know where they are. They're always going to be there unless you visit Volgrim and buy before you collect. Sounds like, yeah. sounds like Dark Souls light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say so. Uh, I should say this game is hard. This game is very hard. <laughs> um, obviously, Tim started on Apocalyptic Difficulty, which is the hardest. I started on Normal, and I felt even on Normal, the game was very challenging. I died a lot, especially early on. Uh, it's not until when I finally learned how the timing of the dodges work that everything became a lot easier. Like, I finished the game last night, and the final two bosses were very easy compared to the early. And that's probably because I finally learned how to time my dodges with the and but through and through the game is difficult. I will even on normal difficulty the game is difficult. you'll be infuriated by some enemies who just attack very very cheaply. There are huge difficulty spikes where you'll be oh shit look at these easy dudes I'm just one shotting them and then all of a sudden you get to a room and everything kills you in two hits and you're like what the hell just happened? How did this happen? Um. So it does, it does have problems like that. Uh, the camera system can, can be bothersome sometimes, especially if you walk on and you run close to a wall, the camera just zooms in and you can't see anything, um, which I hate. I don't know why they just don't let you go through the, the fucking wall to see shit. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have run into some problems. There's some audio issues. We sound completely and I got restarted the game. Um, obviously there's some crashes that's ha that have happened to me from various reasons um, there's some parts where they try to make the game as seamless as possible uh, so like no loading screens but like as you're running the game will just stop and you'll see the loading screen on the bottom like it just happens in random areas because you just try to load the environment and um, it's just taking too long because you're moving faster than you can Sounds so like it has no have a uh, day one patch for it or something, huh? I would hope so. I really would. Um, and and I think a lot of the, the big thing for me here is this game, just graphically, is not a PS4 game. It looks like a PS3 game. Uh -huh. Like there's nothing about it that screams PS4. Everything I've seen graphically can be done on the PS3. It just feels like a PS3 ported PS4 game. It it essentially graphically looks like it did when they first showed it off on the IGN um, exclusive reveal thing that they had. Graphically, it looks exactly the same. Nothing has changed. So, like, well, it, I guess that's good because at least nobody can say that it was graphically downgraded from E3. <laughs> <laughs> they played it safe and it worked. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that, those are my thoughts on it. Uh, if Tim has anything else to add, be my guest, Tim. Mm, not too much, really. Um, pretty much covered all the bases. Okay. Got a good time. Um, to this one. Mm. I guess we'll we'll go on to to Tim. Tim, what have you been playing? If you can talk about it. Um. Can I? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've just been playing Final Fallout with you. Uh, I've been playing some, quite a bit actually, of Dark Souls, Dark Siders, uh, some Silent Hill, old stuff, just because 
I like it. And I don't know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Nothing like... I don't know. My gaming regimen lately has been very, like, patchy. So I'm kind of all over the place. At least but you've yeah. been playing something. <laughs> Ooh, sick burn. Besides docking. Yeah, barely. <laughs> mm, grindy, I can't grindy. rip sick clouds, though. No, no, <laughs> indeed you can't. <laughs> Chunky cumulonimbus. <laughs> wow. How did, you, how did you know that's what I called my penis? <laughs> it's, it's degrading now. It's definitely. Ben! Yeah. Any, you been playing? Not really. Full Fantasy 14, and now, right now, as we're talking Fallout. I can't believe you started playing again. Gosh. <laughs> I, I, I just found a bobblehead actually in a farm. Oh, yeah. Bobbleheads. Alrighty, well, I guess that's it. That is the show. Shoutouts. Let's start with Ben this time. Ben never starts with shoutouts. Shoutouts, Ben. Uh, Shoutout to twitch.tv slash Maelstrom Radio. I stayed with them in Vegas with the amazing Anonymous Emmy and The Crucible. So that was fun at an Airbnb. Uh, we celebrated Thanksgiving while we were there. So. Oh, snap! Um. Uh, shout out to Square Enix for giving me press pass to FanFest. A shout out to Twitch.tv says Phoenix Down Radio. Uh, uh, sh- a shout out to Checkpoint, aka Limit Break Radio, that allowed me to do that uh, live pro- uh, broadcast on Twitch. A shout out to Shields I Tank, Twitch.tv says Shields I Tank. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Uh, uh, Where can they reach you? Uh, and you can reach me at MGR underscore Chili on um, Twitter. Oh, snap! Chris! Uh, shout out first and foremost to Ben, right back at you. Yes. It was a pleasure to get to meet the man, the myth, the legend in person. Um, I had a lot of fun. Hope, to, hope we can all get together sometime soon, maybe next year. I hope or it wasn't too disappointing in like real that. life. Oh no, no! It was it was far from it. Complete opposite end of the spectrum. It was everything I had hoped for and more. Yeah. Real pleasure to to finally get to hang out with you. So yeah, uh, shout outs to uh, Tim. It's wonderful to speak with you again. I've missed you, my sexy beast. Uh, Gary, same to you as well, my 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 wonderful Russian bear. Mm. <laughs> and uh, to friends, fans, family, all the listeners who. Still uh, listen, even though I prattle on needlessly and sometimes vulgarly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you want to reach me at all, uh, I can be reached at Twitter, and that's at Devangel, D-E-V-A-N-G-I-E-L. Alrighty, and Timothy. Uh, shout out to you guys, of course. Uh, specifically, I'd like to shout out Chris for meeting Ben first. I hate you so much. <laughs> um... um Gary for putting up with me and playing with me a bunch of stuff all the time. Uh, ben for having the worst luck in the world in Dokken. I'm so sorry. It's we fine. still love you. We love you. <laughs> we oh, love it's you. okay. I'm going to go pull an LR soon. <laughs> you're due. God, you're due. Holy shit. I, I won't be able to pull the leader to run the LR with, but you know. Yeah, well, you got to start somewhere, I guess. Thanks, Dokken. Thanks. <laughs> It's like, okay, right? I, 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 you know, Legends. Um, there's a, the new 
uh, tickets where it's got a 30% chance of one of the three units. Right? 60% mm -hmm, yeah. altogether. I pulled PyCon, which is like the worst unit you can get, and he had the 1% chance. Oh my god. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Your luck, your luck is so bad that it's like yeah. gone down underneath through, come out on the other side, and yeah. you're like getting the the worst impossible shit. Yeah. But you still have Final Fantasy XIV. I do indeed. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, patch 4.5 is planned for January. My birthday is January. It's like Square Enix is like, man, let's give Chili a birthday present. Let's give him a patch for 14. Nah, crackle and pop. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim, where can they reach you? Uh, anywhere, really, under the name Timberelli. Anywhere. That's he, he prefers reach arounds. Just so you know. Uh, it's one of many things. <laughs> well, you can reach me at Gagwaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-H on Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow my random pictures. Um, shout out to you guys, of course. Ben, shout out to you for letting me host today. I no always problem. have fun hosting. Uh, hope you're feeling much, much better than you did in a week. Um, shout out to my boy Ed. And time falls the best shooter of the generation. That's it. That's everybody. That's all of us. That's the show. Yay. Unchained is wrapped. I will let... Let's see. Chris, last words. Finish the show. Now, go. I am just stuffed so full. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hot. I should have cut it stuffed so full. <laughs> anyway, uh, that would have been sexual. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Bye. Bye.